right, let's get this dog and pony show started then. All right. As I almost dropped my mic. <laughs> you just get this party started by throwing the mic on the ground. You know, mic chop. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to Brose. Where's the beef? My name is Mad Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everybody. To my left, on a monitor, our special guest, Mr. Alex Casnell. Hi there. And reporting live from Rich's cell phone, <laughs> uh, through a set of headphones in the most jerry-rigged thing I've ever seen to get somebody on the show, our special president, Mr. Tim Hansen. Hello. How's it going, man? Uh, not too bad. I've been unplugged from the internet since Friday, but uh, otherwise, not bad. Usually, a good period to not be on uh on the internet or on social media is throughout the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I was hungover most of Sunday, and Saturday was uh, Martha's wedding present meet and greet with Train and Goo Goo Dolls. So how was how was time. Train? Uh, I mean, the meet and greet took all of like 45 seconds, but the seats were awesome and the show was phenomenal. That's good. That's good. Is 45 seconds enough time to both meet and greet? Yeah. I mean, it was just uh, Pat, the lead singer. Okay. Did you indeed meet Virginia? <laughs> no, but that was the name of the uh, package. It was Meet Virginia and maybe Train. <laughs> <laughs> or. Vice versa. I don't fucking remember. That's actually was that at uh the the BBNT Pavilion? Yes, sir. In Camden, Camden, New Jersey. Nice. Yeah, excellent mm-hmm. venue. Well, we're glad you're able to make it. You're about to be able to chip in. Sean O'Brien has uh has gone back on fraternity leave for the evening. Uh, he has returned to, to to tend to his family. Uh, so it's the four of us here on the Brose Podcast, which is as always available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else. You can get podcasts anywhere, literally anywhere. Like, I cannot stress this enough. Anywhere. Is it anywhere? It's anywhere. So, everywhere? No, no. Anywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite the same. There's a slight distinction there. Yeah. Like, one starts with an A, and the other one doesn't. Uh, if you have a question you'd like to submit to us on the show, you can email to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's, again, brosequestions at gmail.com. Because if you've listened to this show, because we're on episode 16.3 at this point, hopefully you've been listening for a little bit, you would know that the premise of the show Ding. is to answer questions from you, the listener, about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, so we typically do that over a couple of glasses of crisp, refreshing rosé. Uh, before we get to the questions... I guess we should talk about what we are actually drinking uh, to, to, to let the listeners know exactly what we're imbibing in on this fine evening. Now, Tim, you've joined us a little bit late, but you are enjoying a beverage of sorts, correct? I am. I did crack open a rosé just for you guys. Oh. What are you drinking? <laughs> um, I am drinking, I think it's just called Czech Rosé because it's got a giant check mark on the front and then it just says Rosé. So it's not like uh, the Czech Republic. It's just got a check mark on it. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 11.5 alcohol per volume. And it is um, not quite for average. It's definitely not there. Okay. It's a little bitter, but not in a good way. Hmm. Interesting. 
All right, all right. I mean, I'll, I'll drink. I'll drink one glass of it. That's that's what it's getting out of me. <laughs> so this is the one you had in reserve for what you'd only drink one glass of, and then something <laughs> like this came up. Well, this is. Uh, I think it was like five or six dollars that Martha bought because it had a giant check mark on it, and she thought it was funny. Uh, okay. So it's like I kind of assumed that this was not going to be that great. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I want to say this might be the most apersonal uh, or impersonal Brose podcast we've done. So so far, so Rich and I are in the same room. Alex is on a monitor to our left, and, and Rich and I can see Alex, but we he can't see us. And Tim can't see anybody, and we can't see Tim because he's on a cell phone. So it's just, it's like we're, it's like a drug trip. Like we're just floating through space. I can see you in There's my mind's voices. eye. Yeah, exactly. I, I have already turned over about five times, reaching to grab for my phone, mm-hmm. and having a mild panic attack because it's not where I left it. Yeah, yeah. Rich's, Rich's phone is now a tool for recording. Uh, this is actually the most comfortable way for me to do this podcast because this is how I listen to your podcast every night. I'm sitting here in my apartment eating dinner and listening to the Brose podcast. Except now when I say things out loud to respond to the questions, you'll actually respond to me. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever I say anything, Alex, you go, it's fucking bullshit. And then I hear it and go, oh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you weren't supposed to hear that. (laughs) Uh, Alex, uh, on that subject, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking... A fine barefoot wine to go, which is a rosé that is packaged in what appears to be a milk carton. And the closest comparison I can make to it, I think this is like when you do the D.A.R.E. program, they tell you all the the case study scenarios they gave you were something about drinking wine coolers. Like you would sneak behind the bleachers (laughs) at the school and you'd be drinking wine coolers. And to my knowledge, I have never seen where a wine cooler actually – it has to be this. Something yeah. that's like basically like a juice box, but it's filled with wine. That's like basically like if you melted down a bunch of pink Jolly Ranchers and spiked them with like a tablespoon of bad like vodka or something like that. Like right. that was that's about where I'm at with it. <laughs> and I'm, I suffice it to say, I'm ashamed of the fact that I actually kind of like it. Okay, <laughs> Barefoot's a popular brand. I'm not surprised that it tastes pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. All right. Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking 90-plus Cellars Costa Provence Rosé. Its uh, tasting notes are generous aromas of fresh strawberries and raspberries tied together by a boutique, bouquet sorry, of wildflowers and stony minerality. A silky and somewhat creamy texture combines with a gentle freshness to make this wine both refreshing and nourishing. Pair it with all of summer's pleasures. Ooh. Summer's pleasure sounds sweet. If you uh, if you recycle this at a place that pays you, you get fifteen cents for the bottle. Boom! Oh yeah. shit! Knocked it out. Uh, I am drinking Sunseeker Rose wine from California. Uh, I I don't have a lot more to say about this than I that I haven't said in the first two episodes. I'll just say it's it's quite good. If you like a nice crisp, uh, less dry, a little a little bit sweeter rosé, this is the one for you. Uh, it's it's quite good, and I think this is like this is sort of the the epitome of rosé for me. Like if you if you just said to me this is the this is this is rosé. This is the baseline. This is good for me. Like this is a good baseline rosé. So that's all I have on that. Sounds like a uh, good soapbox of rosé. It's a very soapboxy rosé. Uh, so, Rich, you have our third envelope of questions. Yes, I've got the final envelope. It's got uh, seven questions and three glasses of wine on it. Mm-hmm. And on the back it says, how many apples grow on a tree? All of them. 
answers all of them. Yeah. Jake oh, tried to get us. <laughs> Ten-year-old uh, tried to get us with a brain teaser. He's so close. Kid knocks out a couple of Rubik's cubes, and suddenly, <laughs> as I right. drop what? two of the questions on the floor, that's fine. So we have my we first have... thought was it's an orange tree. Fucking none. Yeah, none. <laughs> Tim's got a different tree. I thought it was gonna be like a riddle or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not a tree at all. What's black and white and white and red all over? A lawsuit. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> all right. Um. So, uh, first question: Do you adhere to the five-second rule? Hundred percent. Yes. It's... No. Why not? I mean, I'm just gonna eat it, or I'm not gonna eat it. I don't count. Oh, so it's, oh, it's so yeah, sure. it's the opposite. So it's like you could be the 30 second rule, and you'd still be in on it. Probably, yeah. Okay. I mean, honestly, yeah. it depends on what it is. If it's something like wet, I guess, then mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do it. But if it's something dry and it's not like spongy or falling into something that is blatantly effing gross, I'm probably just it's like crackers. You're okay with, but if it's something that could actually like pick up dirt yeah yeah like if you drop the peanut butter side of a pb and j and it falls peanut butter face down then no i'm not gonna eat that fair enough yeah i'm uh kind of similar to tim it's more of like where i drop it like if i drop it in dirt or if i drop it like like in soil probably not but if it like hits a clean carpet or hell even just like a nice grassy patch i'm more like it's like i don't want to see the physical dirt on it uh, that'll make me gag. But... Glad you swear for that because I was about to ask how nice the grassy patch has to be for you to to, to be able like, to eat it. Like like a nicely groomed patch of grass that's like not like the the, mm-hmm. the soil can't be like the dried out soil. It has to be like the normal soil and like it just touches the grass. It doesn't actually touch the dirt. Like okay, yeah. Okay. I thought you said that'll make me gay. <laughs> I was like, as you know, if you get dirt in your mouth, it's automatically gay. <laughs> no, those the are numbers. The don't lie, Alex. Those are, those are frogs. It's just, <laughs> just good science. Uh, yeah, I, I, for for me, there's there's it's it's I typically hear like a ten second rule for food for me. If it's for anything that I'm cooking for anybody else, it becomes a zero second rule, and it's just like I'm not I'm willing to put stuff in my body that I'm not willing to give to other people. So oh, like, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's if I'm cooking something and like, like if I'm cooking meat and like a little bit of the the ground beef goes in the ground, it's like all right, that's it. That's yeah, the end of the ground beef. Show's it's, over. It even gets to a point where like if I'm making burger patties, I'm using a bowl to mix the meat, and some of it comes out of the bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, only what's in the bowl is being served up. Right. So right. If, if that's if it's for a party, if it's just for me, then yeah. It's, Mm-hmm. Uh, if I get myself sick, I get myself sick, but I'm not getting 30 people sick. Exactly. Yeah. You do different things for just you. You, you don't have to push everybody to adhere to your standards. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Okay. So, we're all kind of on board. Rich, uh, Rich is a little, I, I think you're a little, you have a little bit less of a leeway on, on yeah. that, but it, it's, there's also it's, a lot more conditions. Like, yeah. It, it's more like I'll, I'll eat stuff that falls on the floor depending on how dirty I know the floor may or may not be. Got it. Noted, 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 noted. Um, what is the next question? All right. Speaking of uh, eating, which of you would win an eating contest? Oh, that's me. Not it. <laughs> I think I would win an eating contest. I can oh, put I can put a I'll lot in. All right, all right. Alex, <laughs> so, so, the problem is Alex is winning the aesthetic battle because he's literally eating as he's doing this, uh, or he's preparing food. <laughs> uh, so Alex thinks he'd win. I think I would win. What about you guys? I'm a slow eater. I, I, uh, no, 
I'm a fast eater, but when it comes to competitive eating, I cannot keep up. Mm-hmm. Like I can like I can eat quickly and enjoy my food, but like if I try to eat too quickly, I I choke almost immediately. Okay. I I tried to take a drink of soda the other day and almost choked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it depends. Competitive eating is disgusting to me because I food to me is a necessity first, and then just something that I happen to have a like a passion for cooking and all that kind of stuff. So the idea of just eating mm-hmm. to see how much you can eat for mm-hmm. the sake of doing more than someone else defeats the purpose to me. Yeah. But in terms of the volume of food consumed, it, it has to be me. Like I <laughs> astonish people with the stuff. All right, why do, why do you think it's you? Because I swear to you, the comments that I get coming home from the grocery store every week, it's like. Are you buying food for the entire frat party? Do you have an industrial-sized freezer at home, or do you work at a restaurant? Like, that, like it's 100%. Everybody thinks I'm buying food for, like, 10 people, and it's just for me. But here's like, the no, thing. I'm just a pig. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think for, for you specifically, it is entirely dependent on what kind of food it is. Because you are the healthiest eater that I have ever seen. <laughs> um, you, you eat a I've seen tubs of spinach in your in your apartment. You you have a very you have a very specific type of food that you eat. You eat a lot like the, the fish and everything. But the the thing is with these eating contests, it's typically like wings or hot dogs. And I don't garbage. think I don't think you would be able to do that. Not because you don't have the capacity, but because you're just your your diet is not there. Like for the sodium and everything like that. I, on the other hand. <laughs> I split the difference. Like I eat, I eat, I eat healthy during the week, so that I can go on the weekend and have sixty hot dogs like motherfucking Kobayashi. Uh, so I, I think I fit the profile with the both the capacity and also the the just enough amount of garbage in my diet that I'd be able to handle an eating contest. Tim, what are your thoughts? That's true. Uh yeah, I think my mat's on. <laughs> I think my money's on you, Kaz. Um, I my biggest issue with eating competitions because I've done a couple at like work and school and stuff is that uh, I can't really ble- breathe through my nose, and uh, that is very debilitating when mm. you are c- trying to just constantly shove food in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 definitely a problem because you only have... if it was if it was straight up capacity. Oh, I think this would be a much closer fight. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been? Have any of you been in an eating contest before? Yeah. I have. I was in a pie eating contest when I was really little, mm-hmm. and it was like, um, like miniature like blueberry pies or something like that. It was like one of the local parks was doing it. Mm-hmm. I remember I shoved a bunch of pie in my mouth and didn't actually swallow it. Right. For some reason I thought that would like help me win the competition, <laughs> and then I immediately like threw it all up as soon as I finished. <laughs> I was like eight or like seven or eight years old. I was really little. Ah, oh, jeez. How about uh, how about you guys, Tim Rich? No, I've never never tried to compete. Okay. I've done wings and pies a couple times. The pie every time the whipped cream goes straight up my nose. So what little I could breathe out of my nose is fucking gone. Ooh, that's right. Uh, and wing, wings, I'm normally in like the top three, but I I mm. never quite win. I was in a wing eating contest my freshman year of college. Um, this wing eating contest was sponsored by by Alpha Phi, the the nursing school uh, sorority on campus, uh, and it was a a wing eating contest supporting uh, heart disease research because apparently they don't teach irony in nursing school. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I I ate I ate twelve wings in three minutes. I I I I'd not at that point like been eating for speed at that at any point, which I don't think most people should. 
Um, I ate 12 wings in three minutes, which uh, got me knocked out of the first heat because there were just these huge dudes who would just put a wing up to their mouth and then I would blink and all of the meat would be gone. Like they had put their mouth up to it and just inhaled every scrap of meat and breading on that wing. And it was like, I, I can't compete with that. I've got nothing. But... That was the only contest. I think that I think that's the only eating contest I've ever been in. I think. I don't know. I don't know either. You know what? <laughs> eating contest this weekend. All right, done, done. Yeah, that's right, Tim. Uh, your bachelor party is this coming weekend. <laughs> yeah, is that what we're doing? We're just eating contest. Yeah, eating contest. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm canceling uh, what we had originally planned, and I'm not going to say it because you're not supposed to say it, Mark. Yeah, god damn it. Um. <laughs> Fucking Mark. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm canceling that. And we're just gonna have a eating contest all yeah. weekend. How do you right, know? So, so only hookers for the first night, not the second night. Unfortunately, if I had my cell phone rigged up, I'd be playing uh, "Everybody Have Fun Tonight" by Wang Chung, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is the official theme song of uh, Tim Hansen's bachelor party. Which, of course, is the official bachelor party of the Brose Podcast. Oh, we need a better theme song. <laughs> well, then it'll be. You want to play it twice in a row? Oh, there you go. Nailed it. Done. Fixed. No, not twice in a row. Just twice at the same time. Oh, God. Just doubled up. Yeah. One left like, speaker, one in right like, speaker. Uh, one, um, one is slightly behind the other. Well, like one-tenth oh, of a second behind. Yeah. Uh, don't do that <laughs> And then the whole, the whole and, place that we rented and, just collapses. And then at one point, one of them slows down to the one that was first, mm-hmm. slows down, and is slower than the one, so... I like it. I like it. Tim, are you excited for your bachelor party? My soul hurts. <laughs> I think that's your. I think Sorry, that's your. Lever. I'm still hung up on Richie's terrible song suggestion. <laughs> I didn't suggest a song. Matt did. Yeah, but your your rendition just mm-hmm. is soul crushing to me. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm super hyped. <laughs> Rich, what is the next question? All right. Um, would you rather live in the ocean or on the moon? Obviously, this is barring that you can actually live, you have the capabilities of doing that and everything, like you've got the technology, or just the ability to breathe underwater or in space. So this doesn't mean living at sea, like being a sailor, right? No, it means like... You're living at the, the bottom ocean, of the right? ocean. Like mm-hmm. in a submersible or like a... Atlantis or something. Yeah. All scientific uh, knowledge that I am aware of indicates that there is nothing that on the moon that can eat you. Uh, there are several things in the ocean that can eat you. So I'm going to go with the moon. There's there's whales on the moon if you've ever watched Futurama. <laughs> well, it's a bit. No. Do not need to fuck with the kind of fish that are on the bottom of the ocean. Have you ever seen some of those like documentaries like the eyeless fish and the weird crap like that? No, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> so you're going with the moon as well. Moon. moon all the way. Okay. How about you, Tim? Definitely moon. Okay. Same reasons or something different? I get it. Same reasons. Everything is going to eat me, and there's just I'll never see it coming because it could come from literally any fucking direction, yeah. or I'll be so far down that it's just pitch black, and yeah. they're just gonna eat me, and I'll be like, I don't know what's happening. And that's the scary part. Is like that's the bottom of the ocean where it's pitch black. That's uh, all the other fish that are that are predators down there. That's all their thing. Like they, this is all they do is swim around in the the, the deep black of the ocean and eat things. And you just showed up, and you don't know what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're you're doubly at risk. Rich, what do you uh, moon or ocean? Oh, moon, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, number one, 
greatest weight loss program ever. <laughs> and and number two, you get to be the basis of REM's Man on the Moon. Like, come on now. Okay. <laughs> that's all that's I'm I'm glad that was your second reason. <laughs> there was any other reasons ahead of that one. <laughs> um do you guys think we're gonna like in our lifetime, do you think that there will be people living on the moon? Like um, human beings. NASA has plans to set up a moon base within the next five years. Right, but I, I like do you, you think a larger scale? Larger scale. We're not going to the moon. Wait, what was that, Alex? We can't get people to recycle. We're not going to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they were not going anywhere. I was like, oh, we're going to go to the moon. I'm like, how about turn the lights off when you leave the room? And then we'll talk about going to travel to fucking Mars <laughs> or something like that. I think Elon Musk or some like wacko rich person is going to wind up trying to live on the moon. I think I think that there is someone, some like forward thinking Richard Branson type who's going to have like a second home on the moon and live there for a couple months out of the year or something like that before it doesn't have to be Richard Branson himself, but somebody in that vein, somebody is going to have that kind of, of property before I die. That is my guess. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get to the point where you have mass human colonies yet, but I think that's where we're going to be. And I'm, I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that we'll have like a colony on the moon and, mm-hmm. Doubtful we'll ever have anything in the ocean because that place is just yeah. Well, that's where we're putting all the shit that's going to make us move to the moon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, by the way, Tim, I finally listened to that Billy uh uh, Billy Eilish song. (laughs) So did I. (laughs) I finally finally came on the radio. Um, but I've decided that I'm going to continue with a bit where I keep uh mispronouncing her name and getting the song name wrong. Billy English. So I listened to uh Billy Holiday's uh bad bad guy bad girl. Bad touch. Bad touch? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is she the one who did Moni Moni? Yeah, Moni Moni by uh by by uh Duran Duran. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Kobe. Uh all right, so we'd all live on the moon. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Um and, and eschewing the ocean, uh, because it's terrifying. Uh for, for more reasons than just the the predators that live down in the deep. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the moon's the right answer for that. Um yeah, Tim, let's go back to your bachelor party for a second, because, man, this is going to be fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm concerned. You have no idea. Like, have you ever slept in a bed made out of human beings? Apropos of nothing. No, that sounds sweaty and mildly comfortable. <laughs> mildly? side? Sleep on a bed of human beings? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever yeah. seen? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's all the way up. I'm on board. It's the B side of the new single Hellview again. Oh, <laughs> air conditioner. I, I, Matt, I thought you told him about the live volcano. Oh yeah. Well, again, I, I told Mark about it. I don't know if Mark oh, spilled okay. the beans on that, but um, I mean, it's dormant this time of year usually. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes maybe. Uh, it's usually like okay during odd numbered years, possibly. Um, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a grand old time. But every like fiftieth odd number year. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's all listen. There's there's always like a there's always like a you know potential like error. There's a, there's always like a potential like margin of error when it comes to these kind of things. And yeah, maybe it's this time. I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, there's a standard deviation. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> one standard deviation away from being melted by a volcano. Uh, Rich, what is the next um, question that we have? Should I go with big boy number one or big boy number two? One or two. All right, Alex. Thick boy number one or thick boy number two? 
Can I ask you, what is this thick boy thing? Because I'm hearing other people say that outside of this podcast. Is this just like one of those Alex's out of touch things, or did you guys invent this? No, we did not. We absolutely did not invent this. Uh, and if we're being nope, completely we honest, it. it's another it one a of trademark. It's a thing that, um, it, for lack of a better way to describe this, it's a thing that um, the the uh, that <clears throat> in capital letters the whites have recently discovered <laughs> uh, that uh, that other uh, communities of different ethnic origin might have had for uh, a while. So I've I've said this to you before. I pitched this. I will now pitch it to Tim and Richie. You know how with like pharmaceuticals, there's a statute or a certain period of time where you know Pfizer makes Viagra or whatever, and there's like 25 years where only they can make Viagra, and then it becomes available to other companies. It's like on the generic market. Sure. I think yeah. we need this for language because I'm hearing a lot of white people say that things are fire recently, and I don't think we have that one yet. Like, I think, oh, they're I so, think that's still they're under, so behind like, the ball. <laughs> was fire just an online thing, or is that a thing that's it, been it, offline for before since before, like, I Twitter? Fire. I'm just hearing people say, like, things are fire in the same way that, like, it would say it's cool or it's hot or it's whatever. It's always a yes. temperature thing. Well, yes. <laughs> I, and, like, that's, I, thought, I don't know. Fire is more of the... Um, hieroglyphics of living in today's world so a lot of emojis because the fire people thing. used to use the fire emoji mm -hmm. for it being lit mm -hmm. uh... and now they just say fire instead of lit right well temperature is a good way to describe anything because we've had lukewarm for for forever yeah so you know it makes sense you know this thing's a it's a hot track or it's this is a cool track like being in the middle is where you don't want to be because if you're hot or cold you're great um but if you're in the middle it kind of sucks yeah. But then yeah. there's other weird ones like corny and cheesy, which ostensibly are two very popular food products, but nobody wants to be either corny or cheesy. No, you don't <laughs> want to be corny or cheesy. But you, you know what you have? You want to have the meats. You want to be You've meaty. You've got the meat. Yeah, you, want, you, you, don't want, you want to trim the fat, especially if you're recording an album. You want a very lean album. Like not not a lot of fat. You want but you don't, muscular you, riffs. But you don't want lean meat. You want fatty yeah. meat. You, know, like, well, that's you want a dummy meat. thick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, English vernacular. All right, I'm gonna go with number it's two. Thick boy number two because we can't come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> and thick boy number two was not even that much of a thick boy. It's just printed at the end of a page. <laughs> yes. Uh, what would the title of your autobiography be? The title Therapy. of our autobiography. Tim, what would the title of your autobiography be? Derp. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Derp. One word. All right, derp. I like it. Um, Alex, have you thought a lot about your autobiography? Um, the closest I think of I can come to um would be for for autobiographies. I think of song titles a lot, even though I don't really write songs, but they come to mind often. Um, I've been dying for an excuse to use John of the Dead on something. Ah, <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. I like it. John of the Dead is good for Alex Casnell. John of the Dead, an autobiography. All right. We have Derp, the memoir by Tim Hansen. Rich, do you have a, a title in mind? Um, mine would probably just be five more minutes. And, but the minutes is Z's because I just want to sleep more. Um. <laughs> And even the book cover would just be me covered in a blanket. Just say, is it going to be you, or is it just going to be like Garfield on the cover, like in his box? Like, wow. uh, it's going to be me Are wearing Garfield uh, costume. 
Oh god. <laughs> yeah, being like a legitimate like Barnes and Noble like children's you, John? Like five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um hot takes. <laughs> hot takes is a really good one. Um I think uh if I was going with the humor if I was a comedian, my I think my co- my my toe would be um very disappointing, would not recommend. Uh <laughs> if we're going with that. Um, if I, I like the idea that Alex's pick of going with with a song lyric, um, but boy, coming up with like a nice like poignant one would be really tough. Um, I'll tell you what, if I was a musician, you know what I would I would pick, Alex, and I think you'll appreciate this as somebody who mentioned uh, the Hold Steady album at 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 the, at the top of episode one. Uh, is I think my my if I was a musician it would be I like the crowds at the really big shows. That's um, a good one. I I really like that one. Um, yeah. so uh, that's from the song Hornets Hornets by the Hold Steady. So, uh, I, I think I would pick that one if I was a musician. Um, but if it was just me, I think I'd probably stick with, uh, very disappointing would not recommend. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I like that one. I like them. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, so when we all write our autobiographies, when it's going to happen, have you, have you, have you had the inclination to ever write about your life? Fucking No. No, no. My my life has been relatively uneventful to where I don't think people would be fully entertained reading about my life. Well, that's the thing that I found with writing is like how much of writing comes from the utility you get from other people enjoying what you write versus the utility you get out of just you enjoying writing. And I think writing about your life. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I would enjoy that necessarily or if I would just do it if other people liked it. Like, I, I do have trouble with figuring out how much I like writing versus how much I like other people reading what I write. So writing about me seems uh, like something that literally only I would be interested in. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, a more cathartic I, I, experience. I the same way you do. But at the same time, I, I, a lot of the things that I read or listen to are about very mundane things. And mm-hmm. they're just told in a in a engaging way. And that yeah. sort of them worthwhile you know it can be a song or a story about something totally pedestrian but it's interesting to you even though even maybe the person writing it is like i don't know who's gonna be interested in this you know sure and maybe it's not like a a point by point autobiography but it's like a piece of fiction that's influenced by you know the mundane aspects of your life you know like whether it's a song where you just put like little details of your life that are kind of boring when it's just in the context of your life but you know, in the context of this song that you're writing about an interesting character and you just put, like, these mundane details, it's like, all right, that's kind of cool because you're adding, like, a little color and flavor and everything like that. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's, like, you write about your life but through the lens of somebody else. Yeah. That's a, a lot of the... I think a lot of character-driven stories are, are written in that way. You know, there's always that idea that all authors are writing autobiographies or something like that or all stories are autobiographical to sure. some extent. Sure. No, absolutely. I agree with that. Um... Rich, what is the next question? Next question was, uh, who was your childhood actor slash actress crush? Ooh, this is a good one. Childhood actor or actress crush? Jennifer Aniston. That's okay. a good one. I can... It's America's sweetheart kind of yeah. girl next door. Um... My mom watched Friends all the time, and damn, those nipples were always present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, this... yeah. Not um, wrong. Not wrong. Yeah, I've watched that show like twelve times since it's been on Netflix, and I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that show so much. As a childhood, um, I, 
I was a really I had a big crush on the bass player in the movie School of Rock. Oh like, yeah, she was cute. Uh, but that, I had a weird conversation about it with my friend, um, different Matt, Matt Kerr. At a certain point, we were in high school. We were both just sort of reminiscing about that movie. Say, oh yeah, you know, it's a big influence. You know, sort of made you want to play music and get into into playing different instruments. Mm-hmm. And they say, no, oh, and that bass player, she was total cute, right? Uh, so yeah, just total babe. And then it was like. When she was 11. I mean, like, when we were both 11. Like, we were 11. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. It was fine. And qualifications <laughs> to it. Like, I remember being attracted to her when I was also 11, and presumably yeah. now, because I think we're the same age, you know? <laughs> now, now, she might still be cute, and present-day her is also still cute, but not 11-year-old her, which is cute, not when that. I was 11, and then and then you like trip and fall down the stairs like, <laughs> as you're trying to explain this. Just break my neck now. <laughs> uh, all right, so we have Jennifer Aniston. We have the the bass player from School of Rock. Um, I'm going with I, I think the Pink Ranger was probably mine. Okay. Uh, and, and I don't remember her name. Amy Joe Johnson. Amy Joe Johnson. Um, because it was probably like when I was very little. It was like the first action hero that I was exposed to that was not a man and it was like you know at age five six seven you're like yes here we go girl who kicks ass and everything like that like I I I would guess that that was that was mine um what about you Rich um I can't remember the actress's name but Buffy oh who was Buffy Sarah Michelle Gellar okay yeah, yeah yeah Sarah Michelle Gellar like I made sure that I had the TV to watch Buffy just because I loved her so much. Mm, it's like yeah. Buffy's on, I gotta watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's good. Like they, that's that's a good pick. That's a good pick, and that's I think that's a popular pick too. It it started with Buffy, but then it became uh, Willow as the series progressed because she's um, Allison Hannigan, I believe is her name. Allison Hannigan. Um, yes. Why do I know yeah. that name? Who who else? Is she was she in anything else? Uh, have you ever watched the show Fold Ya Fold Us on mm, no. uh, the Penn and Teller was, Magic Show? She was in or, uh, American Pie. She was the oh wait a minute is she or is she How in, I Met Your Mother? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. She's how the redhead in How I Met Your Mother. Okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. She's 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 yeah. cute. Yeah yeah yeah. I I it started with Buffy and then I was like she's quirky and weird and I like her more. So uh, okay. Then it became her. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, she's she's a, she's an easy one too. Yeah. Um, all right, those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear what other people have to say about this because we have a wide breadth of like age groups that listen yeah. to the show, and like I think people in our group they're gonna fall into like where 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 Tim is with like the Jennifer Aniston or the Courtney Cox or something like that. Um, but but younger people, I'm interested. I'm interested to see like where where the like you know the the young kid grade school crush kind of comes in when it comes to actors or actresses. Um, because I, I wonder how much of it is like the character that they play versus the person themselves. Cause I mean, for me, it was totally the character. Yeah. It was like, I fell in love with the character and then in turn fell in love with the right. actress. That makes sense. And I think the same way for, for Alex and I as well, because it's literally like, we couldn't name the people. <laughs> like we, it was literally, it was like the, the bass player from school of rock or the, the pink range one like, with the face who did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. What is the next question, Rich? All right. The next question is, uh, oh, there's a uh, a quiz. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know how I'm going to take it. 
Okay, what is the quiz? Uh, which fictional squad are you? So should we just do this as a group? Yes, I think we should. So which um, fictional squad are you? Is this a BuzzFeed quiz? It is a SweetieHigh.com quiz. Sweetie, okay, okay, I think I found it. SweetieHigh.com Playbuzz.quiz on SweetieHigh.com. Which fictional squad are you and your BFFs? You know your BFFs better than anyone else in the world, but do you know which fictional squad you are? Take the quiz to find out. Uh, so let's get this started. Uh, this is interesting. Okay, so who would be your celebrity BFF? So we have Rebel Wilson uh, from... Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma Watson, of course, from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Scarlett Johansson from fucking everything. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Dove Cameron. Who's Dove Cameron? Do you guys know who Dove Cameron is? I have no, no. idea. That's not going to be Dove Cameron. Uh, and Taylor Swift. So who's your celeb um, BFF? I'd have to say J-Law. J-Law. J-Law's a good pick. I'd say Scarlett Johansson. I was also going to say Scarlett Johansson. Jennifer Lawrence and Scarlett Johansson are like one and two yeah, for me. They're They're both... I because I, I believe Scarlett Johansson is also fairly nerdy. Uh, they're both like equally nerdy and quirky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they. I, I we could go Scarlett Johansson in my opinion. So Tim- recently found out that Scarlett Small Johansson released an entire album of Tom Waits covers. So she's top. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good so, one. So ScarJo. Okay, let's say ScarJo for now. Uh, so we'll start with ScarJo. Uh, pick a word for your squad. So the six options are power. Harmony, magic, stay, bay, or rebel. Magic, because it's magic being with you guys. Oh, this guy. Should someone going stay and all of us sitting down? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, I I fucked up. It's slay, not stay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that makes much more sense. <laughs> I like the that. idea of stay. <laughs> stay. It's like our kid is the stay crew. It's just like we're in our living rooms, motherfucker. <laughs> PlayStation Just View all dog. day. Stay, stay. <laughs> Bad boy. Say, stay. Uh, I was going to say power. I, I like power more. I could be swayed to something else, but I, I like the idea of power. Harmony, because we're all in agreement right now. Because we're all just picking something different. <laughs> Fucking no. Power, ha- power harmony, I, magic, slay, bay, or rebel. I could see power because we get things done when we're together. You're damn right we do. Uh, Tim, any of those words jumping out at you? I mean, power appeals to the country strength in me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I I have to admire you, Tim. You've really leaned into the country strength thing since we brought that up, uh, and 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 truly, it's happened uh, over the last couple of months. Because again, again, I say this in as affectionate a way possible. Looking great, man. Looking jacked. Listen, I didn't start this, but I'm gonna own it. <laughs> Uh, Alex, do you have a pick between those six words? Power, harmony, magic, slay, bay, or rebel? Rebel seems like it's trying too hard. Yeah. Is bay like to put something at bay? Is that the idea? B-A-E. So like a like a like a term of endearment for like a friend or a loved one. Like oh, oh that's my oh. bay over there. Gotcha. Well probably that that seems a little bit too um effeminate for us. Possibly. Although it's 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 right up David Bennett's alley. Friend of the show, David Bennett. Ben, Ben, Ben. Oh, Ben, Ben, Ben. That's so us, Ben. That's true. If Bennett was in the group, I would say that would be accurate. But um, I'll I'll go with magic. I like that. The idea of magic or friendship, sure. All right. 
sort of split between power and magic. Uh, Tim, do you do you have a preference between the two? Uh, I'm gonna go power. Okay, so we're at a dead even split. Uh, I've decided that this is not something that I want to fight over, uh, and we're gonna go with magic uh, <laughs> because I want to move on. Obviously, Matt doesn't have the power to stand his ground. No, exactly. That's why we're magic. Exactly what it is because I really wanted to get to I the part. I will die on this hill. I wanted to go. This is not. This is exactly. It's about winning the battle. It's about winning the war, not the battle. Uh, what's your squad's theme song? One call away. Love myself. Wildest dreams. Written in the stars. <laughs> I know what you did last summer, or can't sleep. Love. So here we go. Full disclosure. Any of those. I know one of these songs, and it's I one call away, one. and I believe it's by Chingy. I and mean, I'm gonna go with that because it's Chingy. I'm gonna just take your word for it. <laughs> I don't know any of these other songs. I didn't think they were actual songs. I thought these were like made up, like imaginary song titles or something. Yeah. Uh, was what it would, love yourself or love myself? Love myself. So it's not the Justin Bieber song. Then I have no idea what the fuck it is. All right, we're going to go with one call away. See, this is about winning the war and not the battle, because now we get to go with one call away. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I fulfill my dream of our squad having a chingy song as our theme, uh, I am assuming. Um, so, all right. for in those jeans. I can't, I can't wait to... <laughs> genuine. <laughs> I can't wait to find out that this is actually like a, like a, like a Zane song or something like that who's the guy the zane from one Z- from one direction zane Mialik, yeah yeah that guy uh, i can't wait to find out it's actually Mialik. by him yeah. all right moving on which disney princess belongs in your squad is it pocahontas ariel mulan uh princess elsa from frozen cinderella or merida from brave I gotta go Ariel. Yeah, my initial thought, Ooh. even before the choices were Ariel, she's. I was gonna go with Mulan, because Mulan fucks shit up. <laughs> because <laughs> Mulan kills the whole Hut army. <laughs> she buries yeah, them in know, snow. We do constantly bring up. Yeah. The Mulan song. Yeah, she buried the whole Hun army in snow, man. Like remember that's... the tenor of the question, though. Who belongs in our group? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Merida, or however the hell you say her name. I'm gonna butcher it. Merida. Merida is a good pick. So she's a badass. She's gonna hang with all the boys, and she's gonna drink effing face. That's a very good argument for Merida. <laughs> Oh. And I also appreciate yep. Alex's argument that Mulan is too good for our group. Look, we didn't go with power. <laughs> we went with magic. What are mermaids? Magical. But what about Pocahontas? Not... She has the magic of nature. She can paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah. Yes. Sing with all the voices of a mountain. But Ariel's just a whiny, pompous, I want every. I want my cake and eat it too. Get her she out of here. She gave up her voice for a man. How not progressive she, can you she, possibly be? She won a man over without her voice. Because she gave it away. She sold away the best part of her to acquiesce to a man. It's 2019. Ariel is canceled. I don't know. That uh, was made I'm on board. I think. Was it, was, it? it was like 89. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Uh, all right. So Merida. I, I can get on board with Merida. Yeah. I like Merida. Let's take yeah, Merida. Yeah, that's probably a good pick. I haven't yep. seen some of these newer movies. It's a problem. My frame of reference stops at like 1999. Sure. Uh, El- Elsa's also a good pick because she like destroys the whole climate of a town and like destroys their economy. Is is that a good pick? <laughs> Have we ever destroyed the economy? Uh, I mean, we've, we've bolstered we an economy. <laughs> we've done the opposite. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go with Merida for Merida. that one. Um, what would be written 
above a picture of your squad in oh your boy. yearbook. So there's six ass. choices. <laughs> uh, most creative. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> Is that ass on there? No, it's not on there. Oh, damn it. Uh, the choices are most creative, most likely to sell out stadiums, most changed, most likely to succeed, most dramatic, or most likely to be famous. Creative, wow, changed, dramatic, likely to succeed, likely to sell out stadiums, likely to be famous. I'd say changed. I think that uh, having known the you know you guys for varying lengths of time, I mean, Matt, obviously I've known the longest of, of, of the four of us, but I think that being able to see that the, the group of friends to grow and expand the way that it has over mm-hmm. the last you know 20 or so years mm-hmm. i think that that's pretty significant and the fact that everybody still pretty much hangs i mean like you and me and tim mm-hmm. who have known each other for most of our lives and rich we met a little bit later but i mean mm-hmm. even rich i, I mean i know you've changed a lot since i first met you and, and made progress in your life and things like that so i'd, I'd say change rich's year- beard used to be cobalt blue <laughs> it's finally grown out to being a nice fluorescent blonde. I'm trying to get it to be Hulk green. So, <laughs> Alex, your your answer is, I believe, factually accurate, Alex. Yeah. I also don't know if I'd want to put it above our picture. Like the the, the most changed. I, I think that's you're owning a lot with that, but I don't. I, I don't know. Like for for conveying a message about our group. To say that we've been the most different. I don't know. We're most likely to be famous because of this damn podcast, guys. This is true. We are an award-winning <laughs> podcast. Um, so either most likely to sell out stadiums with one of our live shows, because obviously the only time we do a live podcast is when the Wells Fargo Center uh, finally you know, kicks out Bill Burr and gets us in there. <laughs> um, I would say... stadiums. I like Alex's... The rationale behind um, Alex's is the most like, sound. Like, that is the most sound. Mm. Although the um, internal um, caricature of myself for this podcast being cocky really wants to be, like, most likely to be famous. Most, most, most likely to be famous. All right, Tim, what do you think? I'm going with stadiums. I do like the idea of selling out stadiums. All right, uh, let's sell out those stadiums, guys. Yeah. We sell, okay, okay. Can you get on board with selling out stadiums, Alex? All right, let's sell out some stadiums. We'll change mm-hmm. because we didn't sell out stadiums before. We're going to cha- we're going to play the song "Changed" by Tears for Fears. Um, so we're not going to be sophomores. We're going to be something else. Are we going to change into something else? We have a new name every year. Um, uh, this this one's hard to do because it's an audio podcast. Pick a squad of colors. This is going to be impossible to do. So uh, so the first one is black, green, and orange. Here's the deal. I'm not going to go through this. Yeah. I'm going to pick a color at random. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rich, if you want to take, yeah, take a look at these, Rich, uh, if you have a preference, I'm thinking lower left, maybe. None of them actually have blue in it. No. That's bullshit. This is um, a bullshit quiz. I'm tired of lower left because it's like very like sandy tones. It I picked it already. All right. Well, good news because that's the last one. Uh, and it's asking us to sign up for quizzes. All right. Here we go. Your squad, based on the selections we've made, are the Golden Trio. The Golden Trio. You and your squad are Ron, Harry, and Hermione. You've known (laughs) each other basically your whole lives. Because of magic. 
But why are they the golden trio? Uh, okay, you've known each other basically your whole lives. You've been through absolutely everything together, and it's been a total magical experience. That doesn't mean you see eye to eye on every single issue, but together you've managed to make it through good times as well as bad. And you know they'll always, always have your back. Together, you can take down even the baddest of the bad. What's your song of 2015? Take the quiz to find out. Uh, no, no, yeah. thank you. Uh, all right, so we're Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Uh, bad news, Tim. Uh, you're Hagrid. <laughs> That's bullshit. Sorry, Richie's man. Rules are rules. Clearly Hagrid. You can you can be one of the owls or um, the rat. Tim, you're my owl. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay! But you, who you, are you? you only are relevant during the summer when I have off and I'm bored. Oh boy, I always <laughs> wanted to be a bar now. This is great. Uh, take the quiz and find out what uh, what you guys, your your squad is, and see if you also come up with the golden trio. Don't they like arbitrarily kill the owl in one of the last books? I wouldn't know because I quit reading in like the beginning of book five. Yeah, Alex um, just wants me to die. There it was. was... <laughs> no, but I just remember that being such, like such a weird thing to do. Like Voldemort's yeah. just like house, like just knocking everybody dead, like and fuck this owl too. So basically, what happened is they were trying to get Harry away from his aunt and uncle's house to the um, uh, uh, Weasley's place, mm-hmm. and so they had a bunch of people that took Polyjuice potion, look like Harry to fly them to the Weasleys, and so yeah, they were just trying to kill off pretty much everybody. And Hedwig flew in front of a shot that was going to hit Harry and killed him. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, but they did, they, they, they totally underplayed that part in the movie. Hmm. What is the next question? Rich? All right. The final question is, it? is, um, this is kind of a question, but also a request. I noticed after listening to every episode at least twice that you guys have seemingly good taste in music. You should make a Brose music playlist. Now for the question part. If you actually do make this playlist, what five songs would each of you contribute to make your fabulous Brose Spotify playlist? Ooh, that's a great question. No, it doesn't have to be on Spotify, but that's what she uses to listen. Uh, and this is from Reese. Okay, Reese. Super like this one. He would be great for this. What was that, Alex? I said it's a shame Sean's not here for this one. He yeah, yeah, he he would have some great contributions. Um, well, I think we'll loop him in afterwards, and we'll we'll come up with. You know what? Why don't we come up with a fucking Brose playlist? Why the hell not? Yeah, um, we can we can work on it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say we, can... we post it with the release of this episode. I agree rather with that. Than trying to shoddily come up with an answer at this very point in time. No, but we can come up with a couple ideas. We don't have to come up with like our exact like. Yeah, I mean, by the time it's... we actually come up with this playlist, I might remember like, oh yeah, like ACDC or something yeah. like that. Like, like and, and want to throw some of those on there. If it's each of us five, and we'll include Vince and Alex as well, mm-hmm. since and and Bolger, Tim Bolger, guest of the um, show. I was gonna say, there's another Tim. Yeah, we'll include all the guests as well as the core of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll go. We'll throw the throw list together. That's that's this is a really interesting question, and I've thought about this because I, I used to do this when I was a kid. Like Alex, I don't know if you remember this. I would throw together like once a year. I would come up with like a mix CD, and I'd ask you for five songs, and my mom and mom for five songs, and dad for five songs, and I pick five songs. And uh, we didn't have one of these at our house at the time, but the computers at our at my middle school had CD burners and our homeroom teacher would let us use the CD burner to burn CDs. So I would come in a bunch of CDs and make mix CD with 
the five songs Alex picked and five songs I picked and so on and so forth. And so that's how you wound up with a CD that was like equal parts American hi-fi and like uh, ELO. Uh, I forgot that you had contributions from us for this. Because I remember you just had some mixes that you would just leave in the car that I would listen to all the time, even though like I had an iPod. Like yeah. I liked your mixes better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like I would come up with my own, but then like like every so often I'd throw together. Like Dad, that's how I found out about ELO is because Dad liked Mr. Blue Sky and Telephone Line. Um, yeah. And so I got into them, and like he's how I found out about the Moody Blues and stuff like that. And my mom obviously got us into Green Day when I was younger. So, so okay, let's let's go back to the question. So... If you, off the top of your head, this does not have to be the five songs that wind up on the official Brose playlist, but five songs that you love right now that if you were going to put them in like a, like a time capsule as like, oh, this know, is representative of me and we're going to put I them have, on the Brose playlist. I have a playlist on my iTunes that I just pulled up recently that's just called the best songs yeah. that uh, <laughs> I've been compiling just in, not with any real care, just like intermittently when I think of a song that feels appropriate for that list i put it on there and i have six songs on here so uh, let me tell you um the one that comes to mind just because i heard it the most recently is a song called clear the air by a punk band called off with their heads okay um, yeah yeah off with their heads is good that's a it's a really the whole album that i just got of theirs um it's probably one of the most effective descriptions of like depression and anxiety that i've ever heard and like it, in a sense that like they took something that was very that is very, dep- you know, is very sad, obviously, and made it anthemic, but did it in a way that's not sort of like I'm a loser and that's OK, because I feel like that's been played out a little bit. It's more like taking it, lo- looking head on into the, something that's saying like, you know, you know, I don't know why I even get out of bed and, and these things like you know, feeling like you have a mask on from morning till night. Like these lyrics are really heartfelt and just the way that the. This particular song is constructed. It sort of builds and builds and builds much in the same way that like a panic attack might. Mm-hmm. And so when it gets to this sort of like cathartic chorus, you really feel like what the what all the the lyrics and the music and the way the whole arrangement is put together, it's effective. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it gets the point across. So that would be okay. one of the ones I would put on there. That's a good pick. Okay. Rich, do you have a, a pick or two for this album? I, I think I have about four. Okay. <laughs> th- rattle them off, man. Rattle them off. I think I've, I think I've got off. almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so to start off, I believe it's by Dispatch. It's called The General. Great. Yep. It's, that's yep, Dispatch. Great, great song. Great song. Awesome musicianship. Um, then the next one w- will be some Dragon Force song. <laughs> uh, the next one after that is... Um, uh, Girl, all the bad guys want bowling uh, for soup. By bowling for soup, quality song. Um, then a song from Suburban Legends. Mm. And then the last one. Um, I don't know. It might be the song that I referenced in the card I wrote for you and Jenna for your wedding, mm-hmm. called uh the uh the doctor said I think is what it's called. Okay, but I don't know. It's it's a really emotional song. Okay about depression and stuff that's like it's a really good song and that might be mm-hmm. yeah i think those are my five that's 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 a good pick that yeah. r- run, runs the gamut of emotion as well yeah yeah dragon force would be from their one of their newer albums mm-hmm. and uh suburban legends i'm thinking is probably going to be high fives okay tim do you have a couple of ideas for this playlist uh skeletor versus beast man oh my goodness <laughs> 
because why not? Uh, honestly, I'm drawing a musical blank, and the only song that keeps popping into my head is... I'm pretty sure it was like a joke song released in like 2004 or earlier, like pre-YouTube, hard to find. Well, it's not hard to find anymore, but like it made its rounds around CFS as just like a joke fucking song. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just called, oh, you touch my (laughs) tra-la-la. But it's got like the so, girls in the background just like doing this cute little thing, and it's just like, oh my ding ding dong! Oh, like geez. it's just a funny fucking song. All right, so I, I'm gonna say this, Tim. I've known you now for almost twenty years. Not yeah. once have I ever heard you reference this song. Once. Why yeah, that's now? Fine. I completely on this forgot it existed. <laughs> completely forgot about it until just now <laughs> when we have to make a playlist. This is the, no. the seminal moment of our musical enjoying careers. <laughs> and you've decided Somebody... that this is the time to whip this one out. <laughs> Somebody posted it on uh, one of my old coworkers' Facebook. And I was just like, holy fuck, I forgot this was the thing. <laughs> so, of course, I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, and eh, now it's in my head. <laughs> See, the, the hard part is limiting to five songs, because I've got, like, mm-hmm. maybe about another five. Like, I just came up with uh, View from Heaven from Yellow Card. That's it's a great song. My absolute favorite song from them. It's a great song. Yeah. And that's the thing. It was like, there's so many genres of music. Like, we're... I don't think I'm speaking out of terms saying we're predominantly like rock music fans. Oh yeah. Um, that does not mean that we don't like hip hop or or country or folk or what have you, but just in rock music alone, you've got, you know, hard rock, you've got classic rock, heavy metal, punk rock, punk pop, um, folk rock. You've got, you've got a million different sub genres of rock that you can touch in five songs. And then you still don't haven't gotten to, Hip hop or or country or techno or something like that. Yeah, like it's it's tough to come up with just five that encapsulate what you like. Alex and I have done this before. We come up with the Desert Island album exercise where we just come up with the five albums we bring on a Desert Island, and that's a full album. That's ten to twelve songs, and that's hard to do. Yeah, to come up with just five. If I was going to do five, I think. I've I've done this before because I had I I also have a playlist of songs that I just have labeled greatest, um and so I, I'm going to use that as a reference point. The first one that I know I want on there is "Constructive Summer" by The Hold Steady, because it's such for for even though it's a it's it's sort of a little bit dire. Like the song is very like the the main lyric is we're going to build something this summer, and it's such an upbeat, energetic song that gives me just a shit ton of optimism uh and it, it's really really good um off of that boy um because it's got the most riffs of any two and a half minute long song i'd put to awaken Avenge of the dead by thrice yeah. <laughs> um i would put she loves you by the gaslight anthem on there um, very moving. So I, I want songs that are going to move me if I'm only going to pick five. Um, see, and that, now I'm pointing myself into a corner because I'm only, I only got two left now. Um, and one of them, I want to be party hard by Andrew WK. Um, because, because it's, it, it's just pure adrenaline rush and energy there. Um, Man, we accept as a substitute because on my playlist I have "Gotta Do It" by Andrew WK. Great song. 
I will. And then you know, I'm I'm not going to put party hard because if you've got got to do it, then I I, I want to reserve because I already know I've got to put a Coheed song on there, and I think. So, yeah, and I thought about it. I was going to throw in the gutter, but then I was like, nah, Matt's going to put Coheed I know, in somewhere. I know. I, I think I would put in Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 okay. if I was going to put a Coheed yeah. song on there. Fantastic. It's, it's a seminal song. It's it's core to the, the story. And, boy, five's going to be hard. Um, God damn it. Well, Solidarity think- by Inner Shikari is really good. Um, it's like a mission statement-y kind of song. Um, if you want to go classic rock, like I think it would be hard for me to go the rest of my life without hearing a song like Back in Black. Um, it's going to take me a while to come up with that fifth song based on the four that I've already picked. I, I think what we could do if we're going to put together the Spotify playlist legitimately for the core members, the four, uh, me, you, Matt, Tim, and Sean, mm-hmm. five to ten, and for the guests, mm-hmm. five or less. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. way... For if we us, want to go up to 10. Yeah, for us, if we yeah. can't... And, like, even, like, Alex, I know you're super musically inclined. If you can't think... If you have more that you want to put on there... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, And there are individual songs that aren't necessarily in that genre that mean a lot to me. Like, I would put yeah. Backseat Freestyle by Kendrick Lamar in there. Um, not just because it's a great hip-hop song, but also there's a lot of... Like, I, I have you know close friends that really love that song. Yeah. Um. So, like... I, <laughs> It's it's hard, man. It's hard to come up with just five, even yeah. if it's like for the sake of putting together a brose playlist. It's supposed to be like a slice of what we enjoy. Yeah, it's five is too. I used to have an issue with limiting myself to two thousand songs. Yeah, like it's hard. I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have trouble picking my top ten Creed songs. Like, uh, there's definitely more than <laughs> wait, fifteen. Wait, I mean, there's there's more than ten Creed songs. Yeah, there. It's it's just like there's higher. You've been rich. There's higher. There's uh. There's like four versions of with arms wide open, man. With arms wide open. That's the thing. I didn't put any Alter Bridge songs in there. Alter Bridge is one of my favorite hard rock bands. Like I love Alter Bridge. There's zero hard rock Alter Bridge songs in that playlist I just named. It's hard, man. It's hard to come up with that kind of list. Um, I think that's the last question that we had. Any other final thoughts on the the music or anything like that? Uh, no, I think we're we're good. We're just about there. It's eleven twenty, so I'm not going to keep us uh, too much longer. Um, we do have a, a brief, uh, brief. I, I do have a brief Kaz's corner. Unfortunately, no music because There's no the music because we're linked. To, yeah, not queued up. To Technology, it. technological limitations. Um, I'm just going to take this moment to um, to geek out about a game that I'm playing right now. <laughs> this is a segment that I call. Um, I just saw heat. Uh, so there's a, <laughs> uh, Alex, Alex is laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. But I'll uh, talk about it now. <laughs> so there's a, a Jim Gaffigan joke where he's, uh, he's talking about, have you ever watched a movie that came out like a long time ago? He's like, Hey guys, I just saw heat. He's like, heat that came out at the time. He's like, heat that came out like eight years ago. He's like, Holy shit, dude. I want to talk about it now. <laughs> and that's what I'm about to do with this game. Cause I've been playing, uh, the, the video game persona Four uh, for the last several weeks. <laughs> Boy, that game is fun. Uh, it's a role-playing game. It's it's extraordinarily Japanese. Uh, but it's not like Japanese in a way that is it will turn you off. Uh, it's the the voice acting is really good. It's if you the problem is like if you if you play video games to play action, like you just want to shoot things up and you want to shoot things out of the sky or like play basketball or or whatever you do in a video game, like a ton of action. You may not necessarily enjoy it. If you enjoy a really good story with really good writing, uh, not just for a video game good writing, but like genuinely good writing and a very interesting story, 
Uh, the, the Persona games are really interesting. Persona 4 is like one of the highest rated video games ever made. Um, that's the only reason I had ever heard of it in the first place. Uh, started playing it. It's got a very compelling cast of characters and it's a, it's a role-playing game. Um, but it's not a, it's not explicitly like, there's definitely elements of other role-playing games, but whereas the only way to make your characters better in a game like Final Fantasy or a game like uh, Fantasy Star is to like fight other bad guys and make yeah. your character stronger. Uh, in this, uh, your character is a high school student. And so during the day, you are in high school and you are going to class and making friends and going on dates and stuff like that. And every one of these interactions makes one aspect of your character or your team stronger. So if you have one part of your team who's one of your best friends and you go hang out with them and go play basketball uh, for an afternoon, great. That makes your character stronger and now they can like kick more ass when you go into a dungeon and fight things. Um, and all of, the de- all of the enemies are shadows of people that you're interacting with. So one of the first bosses that you fight uh, is one of your friends' uh, one of your friends' shadow selves. So it's like this one person is a transfer student from the city. And he hates his country life that he lives now in this new town. And he's insecure because his dad owns a shopping a store in a shopping mall that's putting a lot of small businesses out of business. And he's very insecure about that. And you have to fight that shadow self before he joins your team. And that's those are the those are the enemies. Yeah. It's really interesting to me. Uh, and and you do that throughout the course of the game. And it's just it, there's so much variety to it. And it's, it's just really creative. I have a lot of fun with it. Um, they have Persona 5, which is a sequel that came out just a couple of years ago. I have not played that yet because I want to try and finish 4, even though the game's uh, by... by I did some research and the game is 100 billion hours. It's, it's 100 billion hours to finish this game. It takes a very long time. But um, but the, the series is, is very compelling. I would say if you have never played a role-playing game before, it's like a cross between... Like your stereotypical like Final Fantasy type role playing game and like The Sims. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I I highly endorse it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's engrossing. It's got a great story. It's got some really interesting characters. Uh, highly recommend Persona Four. Uh, if Sean was here, I know he would recommend at least four and also five. Uh, but it's a great series of games. I I played Persona Three. Okay. And this that is, that is also on my list for later on. This is back on PlayStation Two, um, and they did the world different. So how you go into like the person's mind or mm-hmm. however it is, in Persona Three, there was just a tower that you climbed. Yes. And once you got to a certain point in the tower, you couldn't climb mm-hmm. any further until the date was a specific date mm-hmm. in the actual calendar. So, right. I one time was playing climbing the tower and grinding away to get experience for three and a half hours maybe four hours Mm -hmm. and i died and lost three and a half to four hours of gameplay it's brutal and the gameplay was just Mm -hmm. grinding gameplay i never touched it again yeah it's hard they're fantastic games i love the game i want to get back into them but I will never play Persona Three ever again because of that. That is the that, that is the blessing and the curse of those games. Is like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck because those games give you a ton of gameplay. Yeah. For however many dollars you spend on it. Yeah. But it also means that you can throw three hours away, and if you die, you die, and that's yeah. You know, that's that's that. Um. But it, it's it's a blast to play. Um. It's it's 
it's it's really fun. Like, listen, if, if you have a ton of fun playing a game, you have a ton of fun playing a game. That's 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 as easy as it gets for me. If so. you're if you're liking that, you might like the new game on the Switch, Fire Emblem. I I have I think Fire Emblem is next on my list because I've heard that like it's and it's a tactics style yeah, role playing game which I enjoy. Playing. So and I've heard it's it's similar that JRPG kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. All right, that's my take. That's all I have. I, I don't want to be negative. Uh, yeah. Rich had a very positive uh, second session uh, take, and I, I wanted to continue in that positivity in a much more micro way by just geeking out about a game that I've really been enjoying playing. Yeah. That's it. Word. Right. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, so, Tim, if people want to find your takes on the internet, preferably on a website like Twitter.com, where could they find you? At Tim R. Hansen. Uh, Rich, where can they find you? At B underscore Walnuts. Alex, if they wanted to find you on your way to your home at 123 Fake Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, could they do that if they wanted to? If they wanted to find me, if, if you're so inclined to want to come reach out to me, I, I would hazard a guess to say if you're listening to this podcast and you want to get in touch with me, you have my phone number. So <laughs> Probably a good guess. If they wanted to follow you home, though, should they wear a jacket? Because it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it, gets, it doesn't get cold in the city. It's a good point. <laughs> Uh, my, my father gave Alex like six jackets for Christmas one year. And every time Alex opened one, it was a Christmas gift. Uh, and every time Alex opened one, he's like, you know, it, it gets cold when you're walking around in the city where you are. Uh, <laughs> it's just every gift. I love oh, Big Ron. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznell. It's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Uh, everybody gave their handle, right? I just make sure I hit everybody. Yeah, yeah. Good, great, great, great. The podcast is available at brose underscore podcast on twitter or you can find our facebook page at brose podcast uh, and if you have a question for the show you can email it to us uh using the email address brose questions at gmail.com that's brose questions at gmail.com uh, as always huge thanks to mary o'brien for compiling our questions and to shannon vogel for designing our logo uh, you can find her work for sale at etsy.com uh, Steven Siebert uh, composed the song When, uh, which is our theme music, and you can find it at Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, you host the podcast. Uh, OneQuest? PodQuest. PodQuest. I always fuck up which one is the network and which <laughs> it's, one's the show. It's PodQuest on the OneQuest network. Hey, you never know. Maybe I'll be talking about Persona on the week that we're recording. That's it. nonsense. There's no <laughs> way you're crying about Persona. I, let's see. It's in four weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I could try to plan it that way. Um <laughs> This releases the day before that episode even gets recorded, mm-hmm. so I could probably figure that out. Yeah, just work it in there. I'm sure there's like <laughs> another per- like they they have so many offshoots of that series. I've realized that they, I'm sure they're coming out with like a fighting slash dancing game or so, something like that. So, uh, quick tangent. It's not going to take long. Um, they Persona Five came out, and then they teased a Persona Five like enhanced edition, and then they teased Persona Five S. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, "Oh, it's coming to the Switch." Mm-hmm. It is, mm-hmm. but it's Persona Five. Um, uh, uh, it's, like a, it's like a spin-off game, like a card game it's or a, something. It's a spin-off game, uh, Dynasty Warriors. It's Persona Got Persona it. Five Dynasty Warriors, not Persona I Dynasty want that Warriors. One. It's Persona Five Dynasty Warriors. I can I can I tell want you that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I can tell you safely, uh, without fear of contradiction, that if any of the core persona games come to the switch <laughs> my marriage will fail uh my job i will lose my job 
it's over if I can bring that game with me on a portable device. <laughs> uh, I, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast with Eddie Providence, a sports podcast. We talk about Pittsburgh and Philly sports uh, when we are able. And I also edit the Under Pressure podcast, The Hidden Story of Pregnancy and Preeclampsia, uh, which comes out once a month, usually uh, on the first day of the month. Uh, folks, it's been real. It's been a great set of episodes. Yes. So say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye. So, Buenos nachos. For Sean O'Brien, who joined us for episodes one and two. For Alex Casnell, thank you again for coming on and being a guest of the Brose Podcast. For Tim Hansen, for Rich Sweeten, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you as always to be smart about being stupid. But I don't want to.